My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. My name is Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland. We both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. It's an overused phrase, but there really is something for everyone there. We intend to prove that. We have various themes we'll focus on, and within those themes, we'll count up from 1 all the way through 250. Our current theme is Arts and Culture... And today, reason 12 is music. I'm playing like an air fiddle right now. And I'm just kind of moving my arms and dancing (laughs) a little weird. Feel free to join in if you'd like to. Irish music, oh my goodness. Just like our jingle at the beginning. Just Just like our jingle. I love Irish music. I did not, I don't know, I'm sure you grew up with Irish music. I did not quite grow up with it. But the first taste I had of it was... I'm sure you've heard of PBS. Mm-hmm. Okay. So PBS would show little concerts here and there put on by Irish performers. And the first taste I really had was Celtic Woman back in, gosh, I don't know, 2003, four. All the way back in still this century. Back like. in the day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just was hooked. I could not look away. And, I mean, I know... It's not necessarily the traditional Irish music, but we'll get into that later. But that, yeah, that was how I kind of fell in love with it. You get enough of a sense. You get a taste. You get Irish a taste. Music. Yeah, um, absolutely. I didn't quite grow up with traditional Irish music, I guess, okay. but there was always, you know, we're, we were in Ireland, so there, right, was, there right. was traditional Irish music in certain Were your parents interested? Would they not, play it at all? Or? No, no, no. We would have been <laughs> no. uh, we not were really. a rural farm household that right. did a lot of farming and very little music playing. Okay, so fair enough. We did, I did learn the tin whistle in national school, actually, which That's I guess cool. technically uh, works. That's um, cool. I played the violin, which was partially my interest Louise, in... Louise, who used to work here, was also played the violin, um, which is kind of funny. She was the... The intern previous to you. That's cool. And she played the fiddle, but she didn't really like it. <laughs> um But her father really wanted <laughs> to play it, so... Um, she got stuck playing yeah, it then. Yeah, so my wife, Christina, was like, I want to play the fiddle, I want to play the fiddle. <laughs> and from previous experience, I knew that if we went and bought Christina a fiddle, it would be used for four minutes, <laughs> and then would be promptly left somewhere Aww. to die. So I said, all right, so for Christmas... I bought her a tin whistle instead, which costs $10 okay. <laughs> instead of a $100 fiddle that takes up space. And I said, if you have a, a knack for playing traditional Irish music, right, then right. We, can, we can progress to the fiddle from there. <laughs> so I started trying to teach her a couple of songs I knew on the tin whistle. So af- after she learned one or two, that was it. She was done. Oh, <laughs> no. She gave up. Yeah, she put her so, tin whistle down for the so last time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> down un- under the couch or wherever it is now. Oh my gosh. Well, music is such an important part in Ireland's culture. And it's so important that the national emblem of Ireland, as you know, Joe, is the harp. And when we say music, of course, there are Irish roots in the music heard throughout the world today, all over the world. Uh, But traditional Irish music is what really captures the essence of the country. Would you say so? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the question is, where did it come from? 
There's no straight, simple answer, but it's believed to originate from Celtic times when the Celts moved west from Eastern Europe around 500 BC, I guess. I'm sure, you yeah, know, no. as with everything, it was a progression over time. Absolutely. I'm sure some sort of music. A slow, gradual thing, yeah. absolutely. Uh, in order to really grasp traditional Celtic Irish music, uh, you need to kind of get an idea of what the main instruments are. So the Celtic harp is a big one. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I was kind of just going to say it's such a cool instrument. I have always and, wanted to learn the harp so and, badly. And when I not say just because cool, of that. I actually kind of mean sexy. So <laughs> um. there you go, Christina. If you want to learn your next <laughs> instrument, there you go. We figured that one out I for am you. Not buying her a harp. <laughs> <laughs> she can rent one. The harp has been played in Ireland since the 10th century, and it's actually speculated to have come from Egypt, which I would never have expected that. That was a fun one for me to learn. In ancient times, harpists were employed to play for chieftains and to create music for nobles, so kind of cool. The most famous harp player in Ireland, Turlough O'Carolan. You were practicing that one over the weekend? I actually was not. That was you, just you even got, off the You cuff. even got the ugh at the end of Turlough. <laughs> Sounds like I have something stuck in my throat. <laughs> he was a blind musician who traveled the country playing his songs to the rich and the poor in the late 1600s and early 1700s, Joe. And, you know, you think about very impactful times in Ireland, like the famine and the struggle between the landlord and the farmer, things like that. And a recurring theme with music is that it, it seems to just overlook any class. You know, it's for everyone. And I think that's why it's such an important symbol in Ireland today and why we're talking about traditional Irish it's music a, it's today. It's a different language. It's one that everybody it is. can Absolutely. Can speak it's a to, universal yeah. thing. Another instrument, the Boren. Boren. Uh, I, I was listening to Caitlin and Stephen <laughs> try and pronounce this over and back the other and day. I and I still can't I, remember <laughs> how it's pronounced. I'm going to let you take this one, Joe. It is pronounced Bauron. Bauron. And it is a handheld goatskin drum usually played with a small stick. And it's usually a double-sided stick, so you'll have it between your two fingers and mm-hmm. just kind of bang and bang over and back. Yes. Um, so one side is open-ended for one hand to be placed against the inside of the drum, which helps to control pitch and timbre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can often be heard accompanied by a flute. And it's basically, it is, it's a drum with a goat skin over it. I, I don't know if I, or if I uh, the explained it The goat skin part weirds there. me out. Yeah, but it, it makes really a pretty cool sound. It's like the dum da da dum da da dum dum No, it's super cool. It's, it's a very cool That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, in fact, I bought one when I was coming back from Belfast after studying over there. I was trying to, I was, I was making a mad dash to get mm-hmm. gifts for people. And my nephew, he was like three at the time, and I wanted to get him something cool and something very Irish-seeming. And I'm like, no, he doesn't need a, a stuffed lamb or a stuffed leprechaun, so I got him one of those. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. And then I think in a matter of two weeks, it had a big hole in oh, it yeah, and everything. Yeah. It's, but it's very easy to play, but very difficult to be good at. Like, it's easy sure. enough to start banging on it sure. and make, making some noise, but to, to actually be really good at it sure. is Sure, and his wasn't... Difficult. I mean, it was nice, but it, you know, it was not super durable. Yeah. So there's also the flute and the tin whistle, as you mentioned earlier, which I guess is also called the penny whistle? They're... Or are there different, different instruments? Yeah, the flute is the one that you play like at, at the well, sure. side of your mouth. Sure, sure. But the tin whistle oh, is the, the tin, tin whistle, whistle also, also the, penny, also the whistle? penny whistle? Never heard it, but I'm not. That wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, tin whistle again. It's easy to learn a few simple tunes on, but yeah. it's very hard to get the really 
yeah. nice crisp sound out of and so And when you play that, is it is it straight out? Yeah. I mean, I know the flute is you know no, generally no, it's straight to the side. out. It's got you six fingers. And, okay, yeah, okay. So, uh, damn it! I should have brought my tin whistle in today. Could have, Joe, could have played you a tune. Joe, that would have been great. Uh, maybe then. Maybe we'll do. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do a little, a little extra. Maybe a little editing. We bring it in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear that. Uh, there's also the violin, as I mentioned earlier, or the fiddle. It's the most common instrument used in traditional Irish music, and that's, as I mentioned, why I chose to play the violin when I was in middle school. Didn't really get too much past, you know, happy birthday, and yes. twinkle, twinkle, little oh, star. Sorry. But I loved it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I had fun with it. And the style of playing actually varies depending on the region of Ireland the musician hails from, which I did not know. I thought that was slightly interesting. Uh-huh. Tidbit. Bottoms up, bottoms <laughs> up. Um, the Ulean Pipes. Nope. No. Illin. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. I was so ready for that Ilan, one. I think the Illin Pipes. I think it means elbow in Irish. Really? But I will have to confirm that. Interesting. Well, while he's doing his uh, Google research there, the Illin Pipes are actually, I consider them, Ireland's answer to Scottish bagpipes. They're hauntingly beautiful, and you can find them in many of... I would say many a movie soundtrack, really. I mean, and the term "illin pipes" does mean pipes of the elbow, literally. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Uh, it doesn't annoy me when I see bagpipes, Ireland bagpipes, Scottish tartan and stuff, because obviously some of these things, you know, again progress over time, and right, bagpipes right. have become a part of Irish folklore and whatever. Sure. But it really is. It's the illin pipes that are the ones that are quintessentially Irish so it's kind of yeah it's uh, I like it something I was trying to explain to my friends down in Savannah this this weekend <laughs> oh and by the way we are recording this like two days after I came back from Savannah even though Paddy's Day is going to be a distant memory yes. by the time this is actually out but um, yeah I was trying to explain it to my friends down in Savannah because every second float or every second uh, group in the parade were like a Scottish pipe band with Tartan and and uh, was it too much pipes. for you, or did you enjoy it? Was we, it over the top? We lasted about half the parade, and then we we left. Um, no, it was it was nice, and it was definitely it was fun. Okay, good per se. Good, <laughs> good. What happens in Savannah stays um, in Savannah. I yeah, guess, no, huh? the parade was huge. Yeah, good for them. Cool. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right. Moving on, the Melodian. 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 Okay. Is a basic version of the button accordion, and it's said both the Melodian and the button accordion are better suited for Irish music than the piano accordion. So, didn't know that. There's either. your accordion facts for the day, I guess, huh? The banjo, this is maybe kind of cheating in terms of traditional Irish instruments because technically it comes from the deep south in the States. However, it's heard in a lot of traditional Irish music played today, and it adds another dimension to the sound. And I think, it, you know, we say Irish music has, we, we say music you hear all over the world, you know, in, in many ways has roots 
coming back to Irish music, and this would be maybe country music in America having and roots. Bluegrass, absolutely also. bluegrass. Yeah. I consider a lot of bluegrass to be con- under mm-hmm. the country umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. And then, of course, the Irish tenor voice—not quite is a, it's instrument, an, it's but an instrument. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, one noteworthy Irishman to uh, point out is John F. C. McCormick. He was widely popular and toured America in the early 20th century and kind of set the set the, the precedent for all the, the three tenors and <laughs> the, all the the rest of the other guys exactly. that came to follow after. Exactly. Um, jumping back to the banjo, I did see a yes. really good video just yesterday. I was. I was lazily lounging on the couch yesterday, catching up on my Facebook. Of course. And um, I saw one of the Clancy brothers, actually, who we will mention later, I think. Yes. um, On the Late Late Show, which is a Friday night chat show in Ireland. And he was on it with Christy Dingham of Aslan. And they sang a song together, but it was just the two of them in studio. I was going to say no microphones. Obviously, there was microphones, but, you know, they just sang using their voices and a little pluck on the banjo and it was mm. very 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 nice even very both cool. both of them at the end I'd say they probably didn't even practice it they just kind of went for it yeah because at the end the way they kind of looked at each other and they were like whoa that was that was pretty cool <laughs> what what just happened there I wonder if we can include that definitely in our, yeah, yeah show notes share that, yeah. that would be awesome so let's dive into traditional Irish music This art form began as an oral tradition that was passed on from generation to generation by listening, learning by ear, and really without any formal um, writing of tunes on paper. Yeah, because that's the way it used to happen was you would have the sessions over at people's houses, you know, because there was no, let's say there was no electricity, there was no anything to do in the evenings except hang around. I like the term session so too. Some of, yeah, Tra- so, traditional Irish session. So you some know? of the neighbors would just come over and gather around the fire and you'd start playing music and yeah. that's how you'd pick it up. And it was sort of a there are no rules concept which I think makes it kind of stand out you know in terms of a lot of other forms of music. This is still encouraged today actually. Uh, students of traditional music are encouraged to just kind of pick up tunes they hear and learn through listening and mm-hmm. kind of get better as they go. To hear traditional Irish music is a full-body experience, and, well, at least if you're me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the upbeat tempos really compel you to, you know, dance a jig, clap your hands. Or give a bit of a yo! There you go, move around. And that's very much what it's all about, interaction and involvement between the musicians and the audience members mm-hmm. themselves. It became more of a public performance, actually, in the 1920s, when, up until then... It was usually played in the family home, kind of, as you said, where you Mm -hmm. kind of get together and you just kind of learn and you go from there. Under the umbrella of traditional Irish music, you have Irish folk music. This is music and song with underlying themes of national heritage. It includes older Irish songs and melodies, Anglo-Irish songs, and ballads of the countryside. And Joe, if there's anything that I'm saying that maybe sparks memory, feel free to cut me off here, because I know I'm on on a roll. I'm on a roll. Yeah. (laughs) the term Irish folk music there was a tour we used to sell that was called the Irish Folk and Pub Tour but they had to change the name of it to the Pub and Folk Tour because folk and pub when you say it pretty fast (laughs) (laughs) Um, doesn't sound quite right that's that's, that's kind of what was going on in my head there (laughs) while while you were talking that's hilarious that's funny Um, Yes, the Irish folk music songs tend to have a patriotic theme, but some of the most powerful of the songs 
actually focus on social issues and the struggles like immigration and longing for returning to the homeland. In what is considered to be traditional Ireland, where Gaelic is spoken, these songs were incorporated into every aspect of life, from birth to work to mourning the dead. So, I kind of had a had a purpose throughout life in general. And again, just another one of my little thoughts here. Um, I've stopped. Um, I have completely stopped. Stopped stopping people from saying Gaelic as oh, the I'm language. Oh, sorry. No, it's it's just it's. Everybody says it over here now, and I just—I've kind of given up and accepted. Is that, that not it? it? Just Irish is what we call it. Irish, yeah, the Irish language. Well, but, okay, um, so who says Gaelic, and why would they say Gaelic? Let's let's get this out right now because I'm learning, and I'm sure anybody listening might not know. Well, I, some I, of them would know. I if mean, they're your friends; they would know. Irish in Irish, yeah, is Gaelga, which, okay. which is close to Gaelic, I suppose. Okay. But where the term? I mean. Gaelic is definitely a thing. It's just not what the Irish call their own language, I guess. I but, see, I see. But everybody does it, and even uh, I've heard Jim in the office here say it as well. So Gaelic. it's just kind of it's it's the American way of saying the Irish language. So I okay, just kind of, okay. I was going to say I've stopped stopping people from saying it, but I literally just stopped you there. <laughs> <laughs> the, so more anyway, you know, yeah, the more so you know, the more you know. The last time I won't say that. Okay. <laughs> Some traditional Irish music groups, and there are many. Uh, it was hard to narrow it down to just a few, but, you know, we don't have five hours, so we had to kind Or of... do we? Or do we? Uh, how much time do we have here? The Chieftains are one band definitely worth mentioning. They were formed in Dublin in 1962. Their sound is almost entirely instrumental and largely built around Illin pipes. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. The group is regarded as having helped popularize Irish music around the world. Not to reference the Titanic movie Joe, but one of my favorite pieces that they perform as well is heard in Titanic when Rose and Jack are like dancing. Oh, the spinny the, round the scene. Yeah, <laughs> my scene. Drowsy Maggie. Uh, and honestly, anytime it comes on Pandora, and it does because I like follow all the Celtic and Irish, you know, playlists and everything, I heart it and I make sure it's, or no. thumbs up or whatever and whatever. But yes, Drowsy Maggie would be one of my favorites. Some more of their popular songs are Away We Go and The Morning Dew. Yeah, the the Chieftains are massive. Did you hear much of them over living over there? Or Yeah, I mean, there'd be another, you know, they're a traditional Irish band. They wouldn't be top of the charts most of the time or anything, but like <laughs> a lot of the time when they'd have an top album 40. out, right, they actually probably would kind of hit the top of the charts. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're obviously quite old now, and sure. I, I think a lot of them have probably died, but they're, you know... They're still doing their little thing, and it's, yes, it's yes. very, very nice to listen to. Clonid is another important Irish group to make note of. They're actually a Grammy Award-winning Irish band. They formed in 1970 in Guidor, County Donegal. County Donegal. There you go. <laughs> their music borders on folk, folk rock, traditional Irish, Celtic, and New Age. It's kind of a mixture of, of mm-hmm. everything, really. They have songs that were performed in several languages. So you've got English, Latin, Mohican, which is threw me for a loop. And of course, Irish as well. Some of their most popular performed songs... You have in your notes Gaelic, Caitlin. Don't change your... <laughs> <laughs> don't go changing your tech I mean, I'm trying I said to, something. <laughs> I learned something. I'm trying to express what I learned through my actions how, how and my words. Gaelic Joe. Irish and we'll slowly transfer... Gaelic Irish. <laughs> there you go. If that makes you happy. Or Irish Gaelic. Because there is actually a Scots Gaelic as well, which I, is... I think I did know yeah. that. Yeah. Very, very interesting. 
Some of their most popular songs that they have performed are uh, Two Sisters and Closer to Your Heart. Much more modern, really cheeseball music video, actually, for Two Sisters and Closer to Your Heart. I think we may need to share that. It's very 80s. And when it's... you said cheeseball, you mean cheesy? Yeah. Do you not okay. say cheeseball? Maybe it's an American thing. I have many I, friends that I say cheese ball. Do not think it's they're American. not. They're I not valley it's, girls. I think who it's shorten like their words. Midwestern. Mm, I don't know. Is that where Ohio is? Midwest. Ohio is in the Midwest. Big Indeed. time. Yeah. Oh Oh Planksty uh, is an Irish folk band that formed in 1972. You've got a lot of these bands forming around the 60s and 70s, uh-huh. really. Uh, Planksty's from the greater Dublin region. They've been together and broken up three times. It's just kind of like a really bad relationship, but with great music. <laughs> They've currently, uh, they're currently split up, but let's, you know, never say never for a fourth time of getting together. Popular songs that they have performed are Raggle Taggle Gypsy, which is one of my very favorites that I actually heard from another band mm-hmm. who did a cover, and Follow Me Up to Carlo as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Planksty have some of the, um, most important musicians in Irish history, to be honest. Christy Moore being one of them, he's huge and has been around forever, and he's... The image that people have of Christy Moore is him just going to town on whatever instrument he's playing on stage (laughs) and sweating profusely because he's just going so hard at it. But he has had a lot of... um, a lot of his own albums as well, a lot of solo albums, and he tours a lot, and he's... Very good. He's really really great and then kind other than him deal. then you have Donald Lunny who was another kind of founding member um, Liam O'Flynn and then they had some um, members that drifted in and out that were also kind of huge musicians as well so you have Paul Brady Matt Malloy Bill Whelan loads and loads of different guys over the whole course of their existence I guess and they've just they've put out some incredible traditional Irish music so yeah. very good very good the Bothy Band is also worth mentioning. They are another Irish traditional band that was active in the 70s. They gained a reputation as one of the most influential bands playing traditional Irish music of their time. And unlike playing Steve, the Bothy Band only broke up once. Uh, them. They were together from 1974 to 78, and they officially reunited once again. One of their members, Matt Malloy, actually went on to perform for the Chieftains. And I just mentioned Matt Malloy as going yes. on to perform for Planksty, so you can see there was a lot of uh, <laughs> moving in around. And there's another band called Moving Hearts as well, where a lot of these boys were all part of that same band as well. And it's just, it's... As long as they're making good music, we don't care and, what yeah, band they're exactly, in, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's say you're a big fan of Irish music, but the majority of those bands that I just mentioned and Joe talked about as well aren't ringing a bell, per se. That's okay. Uh, You probably have bands like the Clancy Brothers and more of the bands that I'm going to mention here to thank for introducing you to Irish music. I call this Americanized Irish music, Joe. Consider the groups that we mentioned earlier as those who sort of paved the way, or trailblazers, that's one of your favorite words. Um, Let's talk about the Clancy Brothers, shall we? And before we start, we are not suggesting the Clancy Brothers are American or Correct. that they don't play traditional Correct. Irish music. They what I mean by that is that they sort of took what they learned over in Ireland, or maybe their roots. Some of these bands actually are from America, yeah. but but my point is that whether they're from Ireland or America, they've taken their roots and what they've learned, and they are kind of introducing Americans to that to that whole movement. Yeah. So the Clancy Brothers, they're an Irish folk group from County Tipperary and County Armagh that was originally developed as part of the American folk music revival. 
Most popular in the 1960s, uh, this band was also active through the late 1990s. They are widely credited with popularizing Irish traditional music in the United States, which is kind of a movement that I, uh, I know I've kind of touched upon, but you'll hear about it a little bit more as we go on. They'd show up on stage in Aaron sweaters, and they'd perform old Irish ballads. Um, they'd, you know, sing about rebelling, and they'd play drinking songs, and really other traditional Irish tunes. It was a fun time for everybody in the, in the audience to kind of take part and, and interact with them as they sang. They had a big influence on Bob Dylan, actually, Joe, who, with their permission, would use their melodies from time to time and pair their tunes with his lyrics. Mm Kind of cool, kind of cool. Some popular performed songs uh, by the Clancy Brothers are Will You Go, Lassie Go, which I first heard on a tour bus over in uh, Connemara. (laughs) We'll all go together, right? Yes, and then Wild Rover as well. So, very fun. Yes, indeed. Uh, again, a lot of them were developed and sang by the Dubliners in later years, and mm-hmm. it's got, you know it's all all intermingled together. I have a mistake that I would like to correct from earlier. Oh no! It was actually Finbar Fury, not Liam Clancy, that was in that video. But Finbar Fury is another huge name in Irish music, and uh, we're still going to be sharing that video. Finbar Fury. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. how is that spelled? F-U-R-E-Y. Okay, okay. Very good, very good. Is Finbar a name over here? No, no, definitely, no, definitely not. Yeah. No, I just thought Bar and then Fury, and I was like, that's kind of a badass name. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Irish Rovers. This is another Irish folk group of whom half now live in Canada, as there really are a lot of Irish and Scottish connections mm-hmm. up in Canada as well, a lot of heritage up there. Um The Irish Rovers also contributed to the popularization of Irish music in North America. The group was founded in 1963, and they're still active today. There's an adorable song. I'm sure you've heard. At least, I know a lot of people in America have heard. heard. It's the Unicorn song. Have you heard this song? I don't know that one. We need to share this, because it's kind of precious. It's all about um, Noah's Ark and the two, I don't know, two monkeys and two... Whatever, and and don't forget the unicorn, and I'm waving my arm because I'm yeah, kind of dancing the... as I... <laughs> yes, but no, Playing it's... the yelling pipes is what you're doing. Yeah, there you go, the elbow, yeah. yeah. It's the unicorn song, and it's no, kind of so cute, so I think we need to share, share a little video. Some more Irish Rover songs are Whiskey in the Jar, another one of my favorites. The Bell of Belfast City, which... I used to sing after late nights out. Thinking you were her. Thinking I was the bell. I just I just did a hair flip, so uh, there's that for you. And Beauty and the Beast is just out and bells and that as well, right? So, <laughs> there you yeah. go. And Black Velvet Band as well. And the first time I heard it, I did not think of a hair tie. I thought of, like, a, a band, <laughs> like, wearing black velvet, and it just kind of took me out of the song, out of, out of the whole, whole concept, yes. Anything you want to say on the Irish Rovers, Joe, that I nope. might have missed out on? Nope. <laughs> All right, Celtic Woman. I mentioned them earlier. Um, I'm thinking a lot of people in America listening right now, and probably Canada as well, have heard of Celtic Woman. They've been described as river dance for the voice, um, and... I first heard of them through PBS. I think that's kind of where they first hit the scene was PBS. Mm-hmm. They yeah. recorded a concert. Uh, they were in a castle, or outside of a castle. And it was shown throughout all over America, I know, like on repeat because they were uh-huh. trying to sell albums, trying to sell concert tickets, whatever, of you course. know. But uh, absolutely beautiful voices and beautiful women as well. And just just a wonderful, wonderful performance. Um, 
Celtic Woman was formed by David Downs, who's actually the former musical director of Riverdance. So it makes sense for them to be called Riverdance. <sighs> Riverdance. I feel like we might talk about that oh, in more detail. You think? Next <coughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hunch. Yeah. I have a hunch. Um, other people who helped form this group were David Cavanaugh and Sharon Brown, who we'll mention in a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to come back to her. Ooh. Celtic Woman um, performs Celtic tunes contemporary songs that you've heard on the radio and original pieces as well and I I love them like I'm I'm their biggest fan I have so yeah. many I haven't seen them in concert but well then you're not their biggest fan I have seen Celtic Thunder okay I'm Celtic Thunder's biggest fan I have sure. seen Celtic Thunder more times than sure. I can count American boy more times than I can count yes um not to be confused with Celtic Woman Celtic Thunder is a group of all male singers um, most of them are from Ireland. They had a guy that was from Scotland in their mm-hmm. uh, group orig- or originally, yes. Celtic Thunder was also created by Sharon Brown, who I mentioned a few minutes ago. Why doesn't she create a mishmash of Celtic Thunder and Celtic She woman? actually mentioned that she was thinking of doing that. I feel like it would be very easy. I feel like, and they'd have some good stuff they could do, you know, some, some guy-girl mm-hmm. songs. Similar to Celtic Woman, Celtic Thunder members perform everything from Celtic tunes to modern pieces, which to me is a little strange to hear them singing things like "I want to know what love is," yeah, you know, selling, selling out. In a, in a not not in a kilt, <laughs> it, yeah, it kind it kind of weirds me out a little bit. But at the same time, I love them. I love their voices. I'm a fan. You can do no wrong, mm-hmm. Celtic Thunder. Um, Yes, the love of my life, Keith Harkin. Although he has long hair now, which I don't like, and he's married. So those are two obstacles for me right there. But if I get some scissors and maybe kind of get her out of the picture, I'm all right. You never Not know. something we condone on this podcast. But. <laughs> it's something we condone. And Ryan and Emmett, and they're all great. I love them all. Uh, not to be confused with the original Celtic Thunder, Joe. There actually was a Celtic Thunder before this group. The one I just mentioned was, okay. was formed in, like, 2007 or six, I think. And the original Celtic Thunder... Uh, originated in the late 70s. They had the same name. They're best known for their song, When New York Was Irish, which is a beautiful song. You may have to include that too. I don't even know. I just don't even know. The High Kings. Do you know much about the High Kings? I do not. Okay. This is an Irish folk band formed in Dublin in 2008, and I actually saw them perform uh, at the Cleveland Irish Cultural Festival a few years ago. I loved every minute of it. You talk about the connection between the audience and, and the performers of traditional Irish music, and there was not a person in the crowd who wasn't clapping or singing mm-hmm. or tapping their foot or whatever. You know, it was just really, really great, um, great environment and great entertainment. Some of my favorites... Um, or we could also call this "What's on Caitlin's iPod?" Uh, is and the it's a bad sign that Caitlin still has an iPod in 2017. <laughs> that's, that's her problem. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm maybe now that she's I'm moved it retro. Maybe now that she's moved from Ohio to somewhere <laughs> that's in the you know in the present like Boston. She oh might, my she god. The Rocky Road to Dublin is a great one. One, two, three, four, five. Yes! I listened to that on St. Patrick's Day when I was over there, because I am that person. (laughs) The Parting Glass, which is beautiful. And then Step It Out Mary is another good one as well. You have the Dropkick Murphys, which may be a bit more popular they than... may have been on repeat all weekend for Maybe, us. perhaps. They're an American Celtic punk band from Quincy, which is not far from where we are, uh, Quincy, Massachusetts, that formed in 1996. They're best known for their hit, I'm Shipping Up to Boston. Which Caitlin almost sang last <laughs> week, I think. <laughs> I rocked out to that, uh, for sure. The song was famously featured in the Academy Award-winning film The Departed. Departed. Yes, yes, wonderful movie. Uh, 
But we are talking about movies, I think, one of these days, right? One right? of these One days. of these days. And they are still very active um, as a group. They recently performed during the Boston St. Patty's Day celebration. I wanted to go, um, and I did not. <laughs> I'm very sad. And not many of um, these Americanized traditional songs make it to Ireland, but shipping up to Boston is definitely one. I think oh, that was... really? I think that may have closed down my wedding, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Well, it gets pretty loud. When it's that a, one comes it's on. a great song, yeah. so with good reason. And last but not least, that I'm going to mention today, of course, there are so many others that I would love to talk about. There is Flogging Molly. This is an Irish American seven piece Celtic band from LA that formed in 1997. What's on Caitlin's iPod, you ask? Well, I'm going to tell you. If I Ever Leave This World Alive um, is a great song that you've more than likely heard. Um, on, the worst especially m- on the worst movie ever? Is that, <laughs> is that what we're talking about? It's a terrible, terrible... Yes. Oh, sorry. It's not That's not the one I hate. It's the other one that I hate. The, um... Leap Year. Leap Year. Leap Year is the worst. <laughs> P.S. I Love You is not great. Leap Year, Leap Year is P.S. I Love You is terrible because it's so sad. And, and What's-His-Face's <laughs> accent is horrible. But that's for another day. That's for another day. Actually, it's not for another day. Gerard Butler has Irish parents, does he not? Sure, and but lives in Scotland. That's what so makes it so embarrassing. Should, yeah, that's what I mean. He yeah. sh- should have something better. Than uh, that anyways, if I ever leave this world alive, is heard towards the end of P.S. I Love You. So you can take a have take to, a listen I'll have there. To watch it again. I'm sure you will, Joe. I'm sure you'll <laughs> you'll get out the Kleenex and you'll just have a movie night. Some other hits of Flogging Molly's are uh, Devil's Dance Floor and What's Left of the Flag. So there you have that. So what about today's current music scenes? So today, you'll really find a melting pot of musical styles in Ireland, and there are many famous people, um, famous musicians, of course, who hail from Ireland that I would love to tell you about. Van Morrison, cannot forget Van Morrison. Um, He was a big part of my childhood because my mom was a huge fan, so he was kind of always on the radio. He hails from Bloomfield, Belfast, Northern Ireland, and he's also referred to as the Belfast Cowboy. I should mention, too, he kind of hit the scene in the 1970s uh, as well. In 2016, he was knighted, actually, for his musical achievements, services to tourism, and charitable causes in Northern Ireland, so all around good guy and talented guy as well. What's my Van, what's my Van Morrison story, you ask? Oh. oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for asking, Kit. I'll, I'll take any opportunity anytime, to talk about it. Anytime, anytime. Um, so the day I proposed to Christina, I spent hours whittling down a playlist of songs to figure out what song I should That's precious. use to propose. That's precious. And I eventually settled on Someone Like You by Van Morrison and I oh. put it on repeat, repeat, repeat and I had it setting the volume trying to make it perfect and uh, she came in and the song was playing and I got down on one knee, proposed, everything. <laughs> then later on after she said yes and all that um, I asked her, so what did you think of the song that I had playing when, when I proposed? Oh, there was music, she said. (gasps) (laughs) Agonized over it for hours. Oh, no. (laughs) Van Morrison, someone like you, is a... That's hilarious. Well, some other hits of Van Morrison's, of course, we can't forget Brown Eyed Girl and Moondance as well. Uh, His album, Astral Weeks, is actually considered, I think, the best album um, of... In Irish history, it's it's one that all the current musicians look to as their kind of um, one to look to, I guess. So yeah, that's worth noting there. Absolutely, he's been inducted into the Irish Music Hall of Fame. This was in 1999, and he has honorary doctorates 
from the University of Ulster, where I went for a semester, kind Ooh. of a fun place, and Queen's University. You can take the Van Morrison Trail yourself the next time you visit Belfast. It spans 3.5 kilometers, and it takes you by eight places that inspired Morrison and are very important to him. And, and when I say inspired, I mean through his writing, through his songwriting. Mm -hmm. They were, they were uh -huh. somewhat muses, you could say, I guess. Yeah. Another band worth talking about uh, in the music scene today is U2. Maybe you've heard of them, Joe? Possibly, yeah. You know, maybe. We've all heard of this Irish rock band that formed in Dublin in 1976. Hits like Sunday, Bloody Sunday, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, and Pride in the Name of Love. In the name <laughs> One man come. <laughs> na, 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 na. Yeah, yes. Uh, you're not listening to hear us sing, though, are you? Um, they're among the best-selling music artists in history, with more than 170 million records sold. The next time you're in Dublin, you can see Dublin through Bono's eyes and visit places like the Little Museum of Dublin, which was created by some of U2's greatest fans that actually honors U2's achievements. I did not think that was what that was when I visited Dublin. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Little City, what, is everything, like, in miniature? Or is this, this is like a leprechaun thing? I, bon I, Bono is actually pretty short. I, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Um, the National Gallery of Ireland is another destination you can hit up where a specially commissioned oil portrait of Bono is located. So you can get your, your art on, you know, uh -huh. and your music on at the same time. The Clarence Hotel, this was kind of fun. The band used to hang out there in the, their early days when they were kind of just starting out, and it's now co-owned by Bono and The Edge. Fitzwilliam Square is um, another Dublin spot to check out where the music video for The Sweetest Thing was filmed. They shut down that street around there to film that <laughs> video sure. and brought in an elephant and everything and whatever. And the reason that that song was even written was because Bono forgot his wife's birthday. So, <gasps> wow. <laughs> so it, was a, it was an apology. I think, I don't know, was it birthday or anniversary? I could be wrong there. Oh but my goodness. It was one or the other, and he was basically apologizing. Well, so yeah, he had all, you these, better he had all these famous people come in, basically waving or whatever, shut down some of Dublin to, <laughs> to do it. So Never again I'm, will he forget. I'm sure he was forgiven. Never again. You've got Enya, who hails from Guidor County, Donegal. Her music is a bit more new age on the music spectrum, but it's also got a great amount of Irish traditional roots found throughout, little little bits here and there. Her hits include songs like Or No Co Flow. Oh, is that that with the with an O in the middle, not with an, an I? With an O. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to take this opportunity to apologize to me for being Oh, there will be zero apologizing. You no apologizing. Wrong. No mercy. No mercy at all. I, I know my Enya better than you. <laughs> well, oh that's that's fine by me. I'm not the biggest Enya <laughs> fan, so you can you can know that all you want. Only time, a very, very big one in the nineties, and may it be, which was performed for the Lord of the Rings uh, movie franchise. Only time is definitely on my Spotify playlist because I because I live in the uh this decade. Who can say? <laughs> okay, sorry. Sinead O'Connor, uh, another one of the females that was big on the scene and is still very popular, from Glenageary, County Dublin. She rose to fame in the 1980s, and some of her hit songs were Make Me a Channel of Your Peace and Nothing Compares to You. She didn't, unfortunately, she didn't write Nothing Compares to You. That was written Prince, by Prince. But right, and there was a lot of controversy over that. But it was so 
well performed. Mm, people kind of, yeah, can't yeah. complain about that. It's kind of like the Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. You know, you, you think Whitney Houston, even though Dolly Parton originally performed that song. Well, that's news to me. Really? So, <laughs> well, there there you see, I'm teaching you things now. Um, and the last... 50 Reasons to Visit America. <laughs> the last of the females we will mention for now is Dolores O'Riordan and the Cranberries. Yes. And they're an Irish rock group formed in Limerick in 1989. And if you don't know the song Zombie, you should definitely go oh, and listen so to it. Oh, it's so good. It's it so is good. Great. It's about the troubles in Northern Ireland, but it doesn't... It took me years to ever realise that. And then I was listening to it one day, I was like, holy shit, this is, <laughs> this is about Northern Ireland. It was, it was incredible, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, they made some really great music back in the, the 90s. Absolutely. Um, and then last but not least, we've got two more that we definitely want to mention. Damien Rice, the Irish singer-songwriter that many of you probably heard of. He hails from Kildare, and of course, in slightly more modern times, I guess we could say, is the script. Joe's not a huge fan. I, am, I like the script. I have a lot of their songs. I'm not on a fan at all. I'm a big fan. They're an Irish pop rock band that formed in 2001, actually, in Dublin. Oh well. I know. I that was a shocker to me too. Uh, but they really hit the scene in the in the later. Oh, I think yeah, they were by a different name I think when they came around first as well and it was only when they kind of rebranded and re did okay. their own thing that they became okay. famous yeah. their hits well the one I think that most people have heard of if they've heard of the script is uh, The Man Who Can't Be Moved I think Hall of Fame is pretty big over Hall here as well Hall of Fame is one of my Re- favorites most as well. recently yes yes indeed it's actually on my workout yeah. playlist yeah. <laughs> so I so. went to a Christmas Celtic sojourn. Did you meet what's his face, Danny, whatever his name is from from the script? Definitely not. Oh, I thought that was this was gonna be. I was no. Excited. This is this is ending. This is not the script. I, I was at all. not going to talk about the script for any longer than that. No, <laughs> no. We went to uh, we got free tickets mm. to a I don't know was it a Celtic Christmas sojourn or a Christmas Celtic sojourn? Which one sounds worse? Mm, let's go with the first one. Okay, the first one was what it was named because it was yeah, always yeah. it's so it terribly named. It was the worst. Um, but it was actually it was really entertaining. It was good um, if it was allowed to get going. But the host, actually, I'm going to bleep out what we went to because I, I don't want to get in trouble with the guy. <laughs> but it was actually very good because it was a mixture of traditional Irish music and dancing. But then the host would stop and he would start reciting like his own poetry or he'd you know he'd completely ruin the flow of the entire night by just being himself which was unfortunate and then he'd like get up and start singing with these really talented people instead of just letting them be right right it just kind of ruined the night but quite sad sad. (laughs) but yeah i mean that they put on a they put on a good show apart from that so i really enjoyed that that was probably a couple of years ago now at christmas and yeah in in the states yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. In, in Boston. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, there you have it. So now you, there you have it. There you have it. Indeed, I left my slinger shite outside. I think. So I'm gonna go get that. Maybe we just skip it. Maybe we do. Can't oh, skip right, it. Right. Okay. So there's a theme running through slanger slanger shite today. A theme. Um, I can't Is it really. Music. I can't really. T- no, it's not. <laughs> Are you serious? Come on. It's the theme is actually something the something off. So they're all very similar. That makes so it'll make a lot of sense in a minute. Okay. Okay. So the first piece of slang I have for you, Caitlin, is eat the head off, and that is to give out to somebody. The example I have is 
I came home drunk from the youth disco last night and my mother ate the head off me. The youth disco. Yes, the youth disco. <laughs> I that was actually my theme earlier was I was gonna have like a youth disco example youth for everything, disco. but then I changed. Mmm. You can wait if you want and we can go through. I'm gonna say slang. You're gonna say slang? I'm gonna say slang. I'm gonna say you're correct. <gasps> okay. Okay, so this is where the theme part is gonna make sense. Okay. Slice the neck off. Cause you to tuck your head into your shoulders like this. Okay? Okay. That wind would slice the neck off your shoulders. Slice the neck off. Dang it. Uh, I'm gonna say shite. Correct. <gasps> I had trouble trying to figure that one out this morning. I was like, what, what can work for this? That was creative. Wear the face off. Kissing in a pretty disgusting manner. So I was wearing the face off some young one at the youth disco last night. And my mother ate the head off me when she, when she found out. <laughs> Quite the story. Uh, oh, God. Wear the face off. I'm going to say shite. Dang it's, it! It is slang. Wow! Much, yeah. Wow! Yeah. All right! Yeah, all right! That's that for today. Very good. The more you know, and I guess I'm gonna know a little more because we're moving on to Caitlin Eckcon. I have not looked at this since I put this together a long time ago, so I have no idea what it even <laughs> says today. But we are at episode twelve, right? Oh, goodness, we are. 12. So this is gonna be as big a surprise to me as it is to you. All this right. Is, this is weeks old. Very at this good. Stage. Very good. All right. Alrighty. Okay. Oh, I I reused a different and older word. Oh no. I'm gonna click present actually so that you don't see what's going on. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> ah. Okay. I saw one part. Yeah, that's fine. I did know that the don't BH the BH makes the w sound. I did remember that. Okay, so what does it say? On wheel Birla Agat. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, I got, I got most, I guess, <laughs> except for the last part. You didn't overly butcher anything I didn't completely anything butcher yeah, it. No, it was... I'm not butchering as much as I did. Mm, yeah. On will bear la ogath. Ogath or agath? Agath, yeah. Sorry, Ogeth. I should put a hyphen there. That's okay, agath. So. On will bear la agath. Yeah. So what oh. do we think that is? I can't remember what befool means. <laughs> I can't. All I remember is that I said befool. Yes, this is like the first episode. That's fair. Oh, jeez, jeez. Um, is this related to music? No. Okay. You never <laughs> ever stick to the theme. Come on. I will start sticking to the theme. All right. Um, hmm, well, beer law is, or bear, bear, yes. It's probably related to a name, I'm assuming, right? Because it's capitalized. Not necessarily. You can't give me these hints. I know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> where are we going? Are, are we going to the... No. Where are we going? It is capitalized for a reason. I know. So. I know. I know. Uh, you can still guess where are we going. That's yeah. Funny. Are we going to the burn? It's not the burn, though. All I can think of is capital B and burn <laughs> and places, and I got nothing. I got right, nothing. Well, you're going to be disappointed. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you speak English? English is with a B. Berla, yeah. Berla. Berla. Berla is English and Gaelga is Irish. Interesting. So you Interesting. Berla and Gaelga first thing in the morning. I know. I know. Oh, so, my yeah, goodness. That, technically, it means do you have English, but that's how... 
Okay. How it translates but into the, you speak yes, English. That's, the, that's the way it works. speak English. So, on will berla agat is... On will berla agat. Agat is you. And yes. And then it's basically... On will do is you do you have... English. Yeah. Very good. Very yep, good. I so. like it. All mm-hmm. right. All right. The more you know. Are we done? Uh, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Are we done? Bite your tongue. We have some pots and plans to go over. Our tour name for this reason is our... 10-day music tour Did you make Ireland. up this tour pots? Yes, all by myself. Tell the truth. I did not. I did not. No. Joe, I mean, I made up made some up Scotland ones, ones but well, we're not talking fair. about Scotland. Next year. Next year. 50 <laughs> reasons to visit the Highlands. Uh, this 10-day music tour of Ireland has you flying into Dublin and out of Shannon. This is a traditional Irish music tour, and it hits the spots that you're most likely to find traditional Irish music, so it makes sense. Uh, starts out in Dublin, where you can check out the traditional Irish music in the pubs. You really can't go wrong there. You pretty much walk into one. You're bound to hear something good. You can also check out the YouTube Dublin spots that I talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, you also are in Doolin for a few nights. You can visit the Shop Street in Doolin with great local musicians who perform. Doolin is famous for its singing mm-hmm. pubs. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's three or four of them there that will have Irish music every every night of the week, pretty much. Okay, okay. And of course, while you're in Doolin, you might as well hit up places like the Cliffs Moor, what have you. Episode eh, two? Two, yeah. three, two, Ep- three. Episode two. Something like that, something like that. Then you move on to Dingle. This is one of the few places in Ireland that you'll find traditional Irish music every night of the week. So, pretty same, cool. Same as Doolin. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Which is, I think, why they're in the same tour together. And while you're in Dingle, you might as well drive around the Dingle Peninsula, where you're bound to hear that music as well. You'll end the tour in Bunratty at the Bunratty Castle and Folk Park, where you'll experience an Irish medieval banquet that's accompanied by medieval and traditional Irish music. And... Definitely we, an experience. We forgot to mention that in Dublin, there's a couple of different Irish nights you can go to as well, where you'll see some singing and dancing and get to eat some dinner as well. There you go. Which is, which there is you pretty go. sweet. And as with all of our self-drive tours, this is simply a suggested itinerary. You have the power to come and go as you please. If you have places in mind that you would rather visit instead of what I just mentioned, or if you're looking for other suggestions, we're happy to help you. You can find this and the other tours we've talked about in our past episodes at crystal-travel.com slash reasons. And I think that's all we have today, Let's right, Joe? Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up, shall we? Not wrap, like, the music wrap. I know we're... Oh, I, we're not? Are, you want to wrap, I, I you wanna wrap you, it out? I thought this all rhymed. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned for Reason 13 coming out Monday, April 10th. And now, Joe... I wish I had a Bowron to do the drum roll that today. That would be that so would have been cool. Perfect, Maybe we, like... <laughs> <laughs> create, creative energy. Right, right. Mm. If you'd give us a drum roll, please. Bum, 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 Reason bum, number 13 bum, bum, is... Dancing. Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I like... I sang it. I sang it. I felt, I felt like we could do something musical there. And then I was doing the dancing. No, Woo-hoo. Okay, all right. We'll stop. We'll you stop. Don't, you don't know the song I'm talking about. I don't know. Least. I just That's figured I'd go along with it. Smile and nod. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and show notes. Find us on Facebook at 50 Reasons Podcast and on Twitter at 50 Reasons Pod. And please, 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 <laughs> please uh, find, um, find us on iTunes and subscribe and rate us and tell love us friends, forever. Send links to everybody you know. Tell your mom, tell your dog, tell your fish, tell your, tell your neighbor. 
Tell your mailman, everybody. Oh, tell the mailman, yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Slow on a while, yeah.